0: What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead
1: meat.
0: You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little pass, this,
1: a dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea.
0: And I'm James. And we're married, and we like to get scared together.
1: Yes, and we are going to Texas this week
0: how you're you're the one doing the accent this time. That's fun.
1: That <laughs> was barely an accent. I don't know what was going on there. yeah, we're talking about the new Texas Chainsaw massacre movie. At first, I was gonna do something completely different this week, but then everyone wanted us to talk about this We need so- to
0: know what you think about Texas chainsaw. now this one is called, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah.
1: Chainsaw, one word. Yes. Now, Han,
0: did you know that this is actually, in, in this franchise, unlike Halloween, where there are three Halloween movies, like movies entitled Halloween, no two movies in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the share the exact same title.
1: Oh. Because the
0: original is The Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw, two words. Chainsaw
1: Massacre, yeah.
0: The 2003 remake is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Chainsaw as one word. This leaves out the article. This is just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we have a very clear way to differentiate all these movies. So all you got to say is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and everyone will know that you're talking about this 2022 movie. Yeah, totally. Released on Netflix.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is what happens when you make a film... (laughs) your horror identity, like, your favorite thing, because everyone just wants to hear what I think about this sequel. And the thing is, as much as I, I love, love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, The mm-hmm. te- so what, the original, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Yes, Chainsaw's two words. That's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> yes. You all are going to know what I'm talking about. 74.
0: Right. Chainsaw 74.
1: Chainsaw 74. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's my favorite horror movie. If you haven't listened to our episode about that movie, uh, go check it out. It's probably the most in depth I get, like on any movie ever on Night
0: this Nighthouse, or not Nighthouse,
1: uh, his house. Oh yeah, his Night house a was two, a two parter. Yeah. Okay, you're right. But Texas Second. Chainsaw gets very, we get in the weeds because that movie I think is it's brilliant. It's it's so intelligent, and I think it has a lot of depth. That if you're not really familiar with the genre and that movie you maybe don't realize exists there's that movie's commenting a lot a lot of things very subtly too it's like it's very smartly written and i i just think it's brilliant so of course everyone wants to know what i think of this movie and that's the thing as much as i fucking love the first one i don't really give a fuck about the sequels except the second one
0: texas chainsaw 2 is fucking great yeah i love it
1: it's a delight um, I love stretch and chop top. chop top and It's
0: everything. It's it's so good as a weird comedic send up of slashers. Yeah. And then everything after that is uneven to say the least.
1: Yeah, everything after that just they're not uh they're either not as joyful as the second one or as they don't get what's scary about that first one, maybe.
0: A lot of people love that remake, the 2003 one. I hate one. it.
1: It's just really dreary and sterile, and it feels like a 2000s horror movie in not a good way.
0: I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. And I
1: always forget that Daniel Pearl did both. Like he,
0: he shot both. Was the yeah. director
1: of photography of both of them. It's just I think it's the Platinum Dunes house style that maybe mm. is what I don't like, and also I just don't buy. Jessica Jessica Biel does not look like she belongs in any other time period. We tried it once with The Illusionist, and it wasn't good. And we brought her forward like 100 years, and we're like, okay, maybe the 1970s. No, it still doesn't work. She just has like a millennium face. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to describe it. Yeah. I don't know. So basically, I just I love the first one so much, and... That's that.
0: Well, what's interesting is, like, the last one was Leatherface in 2017. That was a prequel to the previous one, Texas Chainsaw 3D, which was a direct sequel to the original. Yeah. So this movie... What, is
1: is Leatherface the one where it's, like, him as just a guy...
0: Uh Leatherface is the one where he's like a kid, and yes. you think it's the one kid throughout the movie because there's like a bigger quiet kid, but then that kid gets killed, and then it's no, it's the it's like the kind of like charming guy. I was about
1: to say, doesn't he have kind of a romantic thing? Going
0: he does, on? yeah. It's but so then he weird. chainsaws her okay. through the fucking face.
1: That's not okay. Yeah,
0: like and then that. I guess they were going to make more sequels to Leatherface, but that didn't happen. Uh the rights got switched over. And now they're doing this, which is a requel. As uh, anyone who has seen the new Scream should be familiar with the term. It is the hot in vogue thing uh, in horror right now. Uh, very much popularized by Halloween 2018, which this movie—I
1: think this movie's making fun of.
0: You think it's making fun of a little bit, yeah? Not just taking from. So yeah. I think
1: it's making fun. Let's of Let's get
0: it. our thoughts about this movie out up front. Because yeah. um, we watched it twice now. Yes. We watched it the day it came out. And then we rewatched it just to give you an informed opinion for this episode. And uh, you know, this movie's divisive. I would say online. This
1: movie tore horror Twitter asunder. Like everyone, <laughs> we were all
0: united with Scream.
1: Yeah, we were all having a good time. I mean, granted, it wasn't totally unanimous, but still, horror Twitter was like holding hands in a circle. Like, yay, Scream! And then this movie comes out. Holy <laughs> fuck, my timeline! I didn't even want to say anything about this movie because I feel like either way, it's... I
0: ventured out. I
1: said my thoughts. I said it was stupid and I liked it. It and was
0: stupid fun.
1: I think for the most part, people didn't have issues with that opinion. <laughs> like it's stupid, and I enjoyed myself. How would you
0: compare it to Halloween Kills?
1: <sighs> Halloween Kills is a better movie. Okay. Grand, you know what though? It's weird how different because Halloween Kills, I similarly also saw twice mm-hmm. in a theater.
0: Twice this the theaters, one we yeah. watched
1: twice, just sitting on our couch. Because
0: it was released so on it's Netflix. So it's
1: hard. I wonder how much that is kind of coloring my perception of like, oh, Halloween Kills was a better movie. It's like, yeah, because I watched it with an amazing sound system in a theater. Sure, and, sure. But... I do
0: think Kills is slightly better.
1: I think Kills is scarier. Okay. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I feel... Pretty similar to this movie about how I did with Halloween Kills. I do think Halloween Kills is slightly better. Um, but with both of the, those movies, you have people being like, it's the worst movie I've ever seen.
1: It's not. Can the, we just stop I promise this? it's not the worst movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Have you seen Veronica? Then it's not <laughs> the worst movie you've ever seen.
0: Oh, fuck that movie.
1: Oh, man. Fuck that movie. Like, I joke, but also, God damn it, that movie. Um. <laughs> Listen to the commentary track uh, of of it on the Patreon. It's us just crying for like an hour and a half.
0: Didn't we make Russell watch that with yeah. us? Oh, poor Russell.
1: It's the most like bleak commentary track because we're just so sad the entire time. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I think I think the the advantage Halloween Kills has that this one can't have is it's got jamie lee curtis who yes. is a tie to the original whereas this one unfortunately both Gunnar hansen and Marilyn burns have passed since the original move so it's like you don't have that and i think that automatically just doesn't make this as fulfilling
0: yeah uh one thing that this movie does have going for it is its length um it's 82 minutes with credits, it is, those end credits roll at the 74-minute mark. Good. You are an hour 15 minutes into this movie when it ends. And that's great, even though, hot take, cut it down more.
1: It could be short, it could be at least 10 (laughs) minutes shorter.
0: Give this, give this the host treatment. Give us a 60-minute movie, cut out all this Sally bullshit that you don't need and that
1: thoughts about that really
0: slows down the movie and kills it and just give us a nice little fucking uh gen z leatherface movie because that's what this is and i'm
1: yeah we're gonna to talk about we're gonna have that to talk bullshit. about all right, that because everyone's screaming online about how this movie is a woke texas <laughs> chainsaw massacre which like first of all no
0: it's not it's not it's definitely not just because it's engaging with the cultural zeitgeist yeah, of the moment just, does not make it woke or SJW, dude. Just,
1: so, yeah, it's it just takes place in 2021. Yeah. That's it. And, and like, it's got young kids who are acting like Gen Z does, yep. stereotypically, I guess.
0: Yeah, and the movie Sorry. is not, like, like, I don't know, uh, uh, over... Um, siding with those no, characters if anything, at all? No, this
1: movie's... I mean, it's, it's like any slasher where we meet these characters, you kind of hate them a little bit, and mm-hmm. then they just get fucking slashed up. Yeah. The whole movie. This movie's relentless. <laughs> one of them gets so much poop dumped on her head. <laughs> like, the one that Twitter was, like, the most upset about, that Oof. Melody character, is the one who literally gets covered in shit. Yeah. It, like, comes out of a pipe, and it looks like... I don't know. It looks like Shrek swamp mud <laughs> going on her, her head. Yeah. It's going to
0: smell like Duke the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, other we'll do the these non-spoilery thoughts before we dive deep into it. Um very violent.
1: Oh my god, yeah. It's there's so much blood. It's just it's so gory. And what's funny is like I was thinking about how with the original and again, this is something I talked about in the episode we did about it. But something I, I adore about the original is you come away from it. Everyone were, you know, you talk to someone who's like, oh, man, I saw Texas Chainsaw when I was a kid. I couldn't sleep for weeks. It was, you know, it's so gory. Like, it's so scary. And it's, you don't see, that movie really Hardly plays anything. tricks on your mind and makes you think you saw so much more than it did. And I I think now you have a hard time getting away with that because people are kind of aware of that mm-hmm. being a, a a technique, I guess it's it's just you're never going to like recapture that, I think. It's just that movie so smartly choreographed and shot to where your brain just fills in all the gaps. But I think if you make a sequel to Texas Chainsaw, it's just gotta be gory. Now you it's can't, gotta be gory. It, yeah. now, now it's like, okay, that was very cool and clever, but now mm-hmm. we just want to see him, like, rip people. <laughs> and that
0: even started with Toby Hooper himself with the second one. Yeah, the fine. opening fucking scene has a guy getting half his head chainsawed off. It's great. And yeah. that's what you expect from Texas Chainsaw Massacre now, and this movie delivers in that regard. Uh, however... It definitely isn't like one of the things that really makes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie to me uh, stand out from other slasher franchises is the family. You either have the Sawyers or the Hewitts, as they're called in the remakes, and this doesn't have that. This is more weirdos. Yeah, yeah. Give us the weird brothers or cousins or whatever. This one just has Leatherface
1: and
0: kind of turns him into a Jason Michael type. Just, like, unstoppable killing machine.
1: Yeah, they could have done stuff with his, like, adoptive family. The, yeah. The, you know, the orphanage. I know she says that, oh, he's kind of the only one I've got left here and he needs special care. But that could have been, like, a weird family of, of his almost coming to his defense. I don't know. Like, he needs a backup band, kind of. <laughs> yeah. He's not a... uh yeah, you can't just have Leatherface. And I mean, any Leatherface is good cuz I love him, but it's like you need the the brother and, you know, Drayton and you know, all the you know, gubbins. Nubbins. Oh my god. Gubbins. <laughs> gubbins? <laughs> <laughs> like gubbins. I don't
0: know what gubbins means, but it sounds weird <laughs> to me and I love
1: it. I, I called Gubbins. I yeah,
0: Gobin Sawyer.
1: Gubbins would be a good name for another Sawyer. Just like some weird cousin. Sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh
1: Gubbins would be the equivalent of like I think I feel like I've made this fucking reference on the podcast before, but how Snoopy has his cousin Spike who like lives in the You've definitely talked about Spike on Gubbins. the podcast. All
0: right, that's Gobin Sawyer then. <laughs> Is Spike the one with the scarf? Is he like I don't the,
1: remember if he. He has like Or no, that's
0: Joe uh, Cool.
1: Joe Cool has the sunglasses. Okay. I think that's also just Snoopy.
0: I don't know my Snoopy lore. Yeah, I'm I think sorry. that's
1: kind of like how the the Red Baron or the, yeah, it's like, that's where he has the scarf and he flies around. Yeah. That's just Snoopy.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's just him living out his yeah. fantasies of-
1: Spike is a different character.
0: Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that that's settled. Uh, on that note, the Leatherface is scary in this movie. He is, yeah. He's got a very cool look. Uh, he's played by Mark Burnham, who we looked up on Google.
1: Just, I'm obsessed with
0: it. He's just a big boy with a mustache, guy. and he looks cool. Uh, very, very great pick for Leatherface.
1: He can play like a Paul Bearer. <laughs> yeah. He's got the mustache. He's
0: too big. Paul Bearer was, was a, he short? A, a short, oh. fat man. Who Woo wee <laughs> Rest in peace, Paul oh. Uh Yeah, so, you know, it's it's in texas and it's got massacre but like it's not i don't know how good of a texas chainsaw massacre movie it is i think it's a fine slasher yeah you know it's got some cool slasher sequences uh as with most slashers third act i'm pretty bored
1: i'm yeah on my phone
0: um but other than that i don't think it's the worst movie uh and i think it's funnier than people give it credit for i think people are like it was unintentionally funny. I'm like, no, I think that was intentional. I think it kind
1: of knows what it is. I also think, yeah, I mean, even just beyond the third act kind of being a snooze, I think once we get past the initial setup of it, I'm kind of bored with it. Especially I rewatching. it. I
0: think it's solid until the bus scene is over.
1: You, After bus sure, scene. Sure, yeah. That uh, bus we, scene is great.
0: Bus scene's great and actually kind of horrifying.
1: It like, is. It's scary. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I guess we can start talking about the movie in depth. So, you know, if you uh, haven't seen it yet and you need to just blow off an hour, 15 minutes of time, go check it out. Whatever. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's fun. We we start off, we've got more John Larrakat narration, which is really cool. It's yep. kind of this TV special about the original, the events of the original movie and, only one survived, and her name was Sally, and now she won't give any interviews to Entertainment Tonight or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sally, we kind of instantly get sense off the bat that, like, oh, Sally's definitely going to be a character in this or else.
0: Yeah, and she's played by uh, – the actress was not Mandy, the uh, Irish mm-hmm. actress who is uh, – what's her name? Um, Olwen Foyere? Oh boy! I don't know Irish <laughs> <laughs> pronunciations, so uh, I've seen people online be like, "God, why'd you cast Sally as like this hundred-year-old woman who's what are you all weak?" Weekend- this about? is great casting. It's
1: it honestly, if I didn't know, like if I wasn't familiar with the original and I didn't know, you know, the actress, and the, like I just would have assumed, "Oh yeah, that's her." Yeah, she looks like she's been, you know, like if you. Look at a character like Sally. She's not living an easy life after Texas chainsaw. If she's this character where she becomes a ranger and is like just becomes obsessed with the stuff that happened to her. She even looks sunbaked. yeah, like she lives in the middle of Texas where the sun's just constantly beating down on you because it's not like there's trees ever. you know just yeah. it just her casting feels right.
0: It does, and I like that actress a lot. She's great in uh, Mandy as the bad guy's, like, second-in-command, kind of. She's going to be in The Northman, Eggers' new movie. Yeah. So I'm excited to see her in that.
1: I'm so excited. (laughs)
0: Uh, I wish her character was not in this movie.
1: That's the thing is, the casting is good. She turns in a really cool performance. I hate this plot line so goddamn much. Yeah,
0: when she comes into the movie, it's like... Because it's just doing... The Laurie Strode Halloween 2018 get That's
1: thing. why I think it's making fun of it.
0: It is because, okay, now we're in the spoiler section of the review. Uh, I could see that point because she just gets killed. She like she
1: gets thrown in the garbage. She
0: literally is tossed in the trash after getting chainsawed through the torso. Uh, granted, that doesn't kill her. She
1: lives for so long after that. This
0: movie's very inconsistent in what kills you, how quickly.
1: That's maybe... <laughs> When I look at this overall is my biggest problem with it because when there's not a consistent level of like how fantastic is the violence going to be or mm-hmm. how, you know, like how, um I, I don't know how to like video gamey or all these characters where they can survive like insane shit. It just makes me feel like what are... The st- like, how worried should I be? Oh, okay. Which in a slasher, I feel like you should always have a consistent level of worry. Or else then it's like, I don't know, you kind of lose all that tension.
0: Yeah, my concern is I'm thinking about the future kill count for this. And I'm like, oh shit, the scene where they get attacked isn't where I'm going to have the graphic come up. Because they're going to survive for another five minutes. Yeah, and not yeah. die until they're fucking hobbling down the street in the rain or whatever yeah you know so that's my concern
1: i think another thing with having sally in this too is and granted this movie doesn't like erase the existence of the original it's another one of those things where there's like a gajillion different versions of the canon of this story now that it doesn't fucking matter but the thing with sally is the end of the original movie is so scary because she just that's a broken person like she's. Laughing and crying at the same time, and her surviving—it's—it's one of those things where it's like she lived, but man, is it gonna be worse than if she had just been killed by Leatherface? You know, it's a fucked up feeling coming out of that movie, and I don't want to know what her—I just want to have this vague feeling of like. You know, what is the rest of her... That's, like, scary to well, me. Well, that's the
0: tagline. Who will survive and what will be left of Yes, about. and
1: that's terrifying. Yeah, and that's great. So I don't need to see any of that.
0: I do think this movie, you know, logically follows, like, the Sally we see here could come from the Sally we saw at the end of the original. Like, hell-bent on revenge. Uh, she's not a great moral character in this movie. She uses the... The sisters as, like, bait and yeah, locks them definitely. in there. Uh, but I, I agree that I'd rather have her yeah. left unknown as you far know, as her fate goes. Like,
1: dr- like it, you know, just, like, get in that truck and she's riding off into the abyss of, like, a fucked up life. And that's all I need to know. And yeah. that's so much scarier to me.
0: Yeah, like, literally the first line of this movie that's not from John Larica is about Sally. It's like, whatever happened to her? And that's coming from Elsie Fisher who uh, yeah, was, was in 8th grade. grade yeah. Yep, and she's the main character in this movie, Lila. And Lila's backstory is that she is a school shooting survivor uh, from Stonebrook, is the the school's name in the movie, obviously referencing Stoneman Douglas uh, from the 2018 school shooting. Uh, how do you feel about that?
1: I feel like it. we don't do much with it. It's an interesting thing that gets brought up pretty early on and I like the little scene of her with the guy they meet at the gas station. That might station. be
0: my favorite fucking scene of the movie. The two of, the of them together? Her and Richter? Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. But
1: we don't really go anywhere with that besides she what gets over her trauma to use a gun. I just I'm not sure what the movie's saying and I don't even know if the movie knows what it's saying. Well, I think
0: it's I think it's a thing with like yeah, trauma is definitely a theme. I think it relates her to Sally And because Sally has that scene as she's dying of like, don't run from it. It'll follow you. And I think that resonates with Lila because she is already uh, haunted by the trauma of this school shooting. I don't know. Like, we have never been in that situation, obviously. uh, And we don't really know anyone personally who has been in that situation. But personally, I'm not bothered by its inclusion because I feel like that is a more salient Thing for a character of this age. Uh, it's like how we talked about earlier, how this is a movie with Gen Z characters being like how they are. And yeah. I feel like a school shooting is more salient for that, that I guess generation. it's
1: just the like, how the, her, the end of her kind of arc or her like coming around moment to like, wow, she's a badass and kind of overcomes her fear. And like, it's her using, like a, using gun, a gun. Which I think is a weird, like, I don't know what it's, you know i just i'm not sure what the what the intent is there genuinely yeah. i don't know i can't like parse it because sure. i find it confusing
0: uh her sister is mel played by sarah yarkin who was in happy death day to you and right, yeah. this character is very divisive to say the least she's uh meant to be i think a little bit a- annoying at least at first
1: i mean it's a slasher i think people are forgetting like You're supposed to kind of want them all to die. Yeah. It's like, it's not a fun slasher if you, I don't know, (laughs) like that's the whole point, right? If you're making like a typically, if you're making a popcorn slasher, you make them annoying teens. Well, this
0: movie does ride the line though, because it it makes them annoying. But then I think, I think this movie kind of redeems Melody because like she, she shows Serious uh, regret and sympathy with what happens to Leatherface's adopted mom. Uh, she, yeah, she's, like, very sh- shaken by it. And I think that that shows her her kind of empathy. But early on, yeah, she's annoying. She's at the gas station. This dude rolls up. I love that, like, so this dude, uh, Richter, as we will come to know him. Rolls up in a very large pickup truck.
1: It should have truck nuts on it.
0: It should have truck nuts. And then he's got a gun on him because it's Texas. Yeah, that happens. And then she's like within earshot of him. And she's like, how small of a penis do you have to have? Well, I think it's
1: because of like she's defensive of her sister. That's
0: the thing. And like it's an annoying character trait for her to say that especially right there i don't know how believable it is for a character to say that within earshot but then when you learn that her sister is a school shooting survivor that makes sense she even says i'm sorry i shouldn't have to like get mad on your behalf yeah and so that's the thing is like this movie has these themes and has these buzzwords but i think it engages with them a little bit deeper than like you know i hate using it as a shorthand for uh bad so but like black christmas how how shallow it is. This one, I think, goes a little bit like a layer deeper because, I mean, even with the uh, feral hog thing.
1: Yes, I can't... Be- okay, first of all, I can't believe that that has been referenced in a film. It made me very happy. When- I didn't
0: know that this was yeah, like a I Twitter Yeah, I had to pause the yeah. movie
1: and explain it to James because basically they ask like...
0: Why do you even need that gun?" And he's
1: like, there's feral hogs around and they're an invasive species and blah, blah. And I'm just... I pause the movie and I'm like... Is that a reference to the feral hogs thing on Twitter? And James had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. Basically, there was a tweet that went viral that was a response to a... It was like a... I'm looking it up right now. It
0: but, was a person asking why you would need guns, right? Yes. Or like satirically saying like... Yes. How many... What guns do I need?
1: It was a response to a tweet talking about like gun control, basically. And this guy responds... Legit question for rural Americans, how do I kill the 30 to 50 feral hogs that run into my yard within three to five minutes while my small kids play? And it's just, it I don't know, it gained a life of its own, but... I love that that's definitely being referenced. Here.
0: Yeah. So there's that that the guy ends up uh what is it called? Coal running? Coal rolling. Coal rolling, yeah. Yeah. That is an actual thing that apparently yeah. some people do, which is super shitty. It's so if you do douchey, it Uh yeah. they do it to like people on bikes or like people in uh hybrids or electric vehicles, whatever. It's shitty. But like the fact that this movie has those very specific things. Uh, It feels, you know, a lot of this movie reminds me of the Wrong Turn reboot, which I don't think you saw, but it similarly engages with uh, these kind of like, I almost said Millennium, but they are more like Gen Z themes and the characters, but uh, similarly to that movie, it doesn't completely side with like those characters. And I think that some people just hear these buzzwords and... Hear a character say late stage capitalism, and are like, "Oh, this is woke Leatherface," even though like they're not doing the extra step of thinking of like, "Oh, but, but maybe actually,
1: th- like the context in which things are being said." And yeah, I do like, and it's it's weird. This is why I like the first chunk of this movie a lot, and I think the, rest the first of it, act like, of this movie Ugh. is
0: pretty good. It's because
1: the first bit of it is when you get like, and this for me, I think is is reflective of real life too is you have these characters where there's things about them or maybe at their core you're like 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 Richter I'd be like he seems like a good guy but he also is doing he's coal rolling and it's like you know, but it's, that's what people are like, you know. People are complex, People are yeah. weird and people's personal politics are not as cut and dry as we all like to think they are. Like yeah, because people... Richter is
0: introduced as like an asshole. And yeah. if this movie were a like woke Gen Z movie or whatever, that guy would just be an asshole. But he is one of my favorite characters in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I like He's him more nuanced. When he realizes that he's talking to a school shooting survivor, he's like... He's not like, oh well. If only you if had only a gun. If only you had a gun. Something like he that. He even
1: he even unloads because she asked if it's loaded. and I think he can tell she's a little freaked, so he immediately grabs it and unloads it.
0: Like it's gun and safety. Yeah. I,
1: that's my favorite scene is these two talking to each other.
0: Yeah, and it, and then like later he's uh he's mad at Dante and he sees him like walking. It's after Dante is attacked and like he's mad. He's like, hey, I'm talking to you. But then he has like a moment of like, hey man, are you all right? Like, it's it's a guy who, like, is, yeah. whose personal politics you might not agree with, but, like, in the moment, he's, like, a good guy. I don't know.
1: Well, I think it's, like, it just, and I, this is, I believe so strongly that, like, you know, it, it's a very American thing where, and this is, see like, visually Texas Chainsaw, we all live very spread apart from each other. And even within cities, our cities aren't walkable, so we're all, like, super isolated and stuff. And I think that that contributes a lot to, like, how we talk about each other and what politics is like now. Because Mm -hmm. I think when you start mingling, and it's why cities typically tend to lean more to the left, is when you are exposed to more people, you form personal relationships and your views change. And I think he's like such an example of the kind of person where maybe once he's talking to people, it's like, you know what i mean yeah and it goes it
0: goes the other way with them too because like when he first shows up uh mel is like talking about like oh he must have a small dick and they're like kind of uh discarding him uh as like a i don't know rural guy who they can't relate to but then uh lila seems to like get along with him and and have a nice conversation with him so yeah i like that it's probably my favorite scene like we said
1: yeah i like those two a lot Mm -hmm. and I also like how she kind of talks this is why I think the the her being a school shooting survivor is weird because we start like really exploring it here and then it just kind of I don't know we don't we revisit it like once on the bus but when yeah yeah, but when Mm -hmm. she's talking about how she's like I'm kind of always expected now to be something special and it's the idea of maybe being the Either like the perfect victim or just we use survivors of things as like inspiration fodder, you know, as like a wow, how inspiring this school shooting survivor started a textile company. I don't know, you know, just just stuff like that where you expect them because they lived through such traumatic stuff they then have to go on to do amazing things because it was some transformative thing for them yeah
0: and that's unfair pressure on them because like she's like no the people who died were the ones who were the the achievers i'm just a person
1: survivors guilt yeah yeah Yeah, it's like this is like the most interesting writing in this and then we kind of just leave it here Mm -hmm. which is a bummer granted i don't know what the best way of Going back to that would-be without it feeling a bit forced. I don't know.
0: Traveling with those sisters is Dante.
1: Dante and Dante's partner.
0: As the Netflix subtitles say, (laughs) Dante's partner. Apparently. This
1: character doesn't have a fucking name. Apparently it's Ruth. That's okay. what
0: internet tells me. Well, it's
1: Dante's partner. Thank you very I much.
0: I don't think her name is ever once said because we've watched it twice with subtitles. I've never seen the word Ruth in that damn those damn text files, but I have seen Dante's partner more than once from Netflix.
1: It's my favorite because she's not Dante's girlfriend. She's not his fiance. It just like Dante's partner, like over and over again, is so fucking
0: cool. <laughs> and like it's a significant role. It yes, not... she's
1: doing a lot. She's doing
0: a lot. She
1: has a whole scene where it's basically just her and Leatherface. Yeah. Like, why doesn't she have a name, Netflix? It's so weird. Like the one, the other girl, uh, who <laughs> oh, is a yeah, Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. She gets a name, and she's in last of the movie. I think <laughs> it's just very funny.
0: <laughs> I love Dante's partner. Dante's
1: partner, who pl- looks
0: like if you had to draw Samara weaving from memory.
1: They do look, they could be related for sure. Mm -hmm. She was an Outlander. She's a mean little lady in that show. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that character. She's great in Outlander. I didn't even realize that was her in this. So, yeah, yeah, props to her.
0: Uh, So, yeah, the four of them, or at least the three of them, not really Lila. She's just there for reasons unknown. I
1: think it's because what she was like, if... I'm going to move back in with dad and I wonder if maybe they have a bad relationship with her. It's Definitely, not super explained. It's not clear.
0: Like, I, I don't, don't know even why know she's there. We needed
1: ex- I think it's just like she doesn't have anyone else to like, you know, be with. But there's also the
0: remark of like, and you can't take care of yourself. So like, and, that, and then she like thinks that she had sex with Richter in his weird garage. Yeah. Like, What's going on with that? I don't know, man. Yeah. The writing in this, when it gets down to, like, the plot stuff, this movie's bad. There's a whole there's a whole thing with the deed of the house that makes no sense, and yeah. we'll ask you for help understanding it, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, okay, so
0: apparently these, like, uh, gentrifuckers, as they're gentrifuckers, called. Gentrifuckers,
1: yeah. They are moving into this <laughs> small town called Harlow, which is, like, one of those. It's, like, a one-street town. I don't know. Like, House of Wax. Yes. Like that. T- you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what else to compare it to. It's just, it's a very classic looking American town. It looks a like a studio backlot. It does look like a backlot. But lot. it's not, because this Bulgaria. was shot in Bulgaria <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> twice.
1: Yeah, they, I don't know how much they shot the first go around, but the studio didn't like it, and then they just started the movie over.
0: They replaced the director. Yeah. With a new director and reshot it. Yeah.
1: What I wonder, fuck? I want to see that. Old footage
0: so bad. I know. Because it, it sounds was. like it's like the same cast. Yeah. Uh. And same script. So what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: But uh they're all heading to this town called Harlow to make the entire town into a TikTok house. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing here.
0: Really don't know because uh cause uh Dante and Mel are chefs
1: yeah okay so they're (laughs) chefs but dante's also an influencer because we see like his i think it's like his instagram he's like hey guys it's finally happening we're gonna make a difference and then there's a bunch of investors that show up and they're it's just i'm not sure like it does like it sounds like a cult. They make a joke about it, but the fact that they're chefs and I'm what assuming these other people have each have kind of specialties and so they I think can they're run a commune o- together. I
0: think they're all entrepreneur influencers, which are two terms that fucking kill me. Yeah. And they're cuz uh what is it? Um, Brady Brunch. Is, Brady's
1: Brunch Brady's is <laughs> going to be one of the, the stores or the brands that is.
0: Yeah, that is moving in. They they win an auction for one of the empty buildings there. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what's I think going it's on just, with
1: it. I think it's literally just an influencer village.
0: Because Melody tells her sister Lila, she's like, we can move here and start a new, a, like, free from violence or something. I don't know, man, whatever. They're moving here. They're starting their weird little Gen Z influencer uh commune. I wish them the best of luck. But oh no, wait, there's a there's a Confederate flag hanging from one of the buildings. Oh no. And the the investors are showing stuff. I
1: here. do think this seems funny because they see the Confederate flag and instead of like, oh my gosh, that can't be here, that's 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 wrong. It's like the investors are coming. We got to rip this down. It just it's such a funny like first reaction to it and I almost think that's a little bit of like commentary.
0: I think it's intentional. I think Dante is meant to be a shallow character who you don't really I
1: think he's root for. he's an entrepreneur. Like he's yeah. an entrepreneur first yes. before anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so weird though because like <laughs> they're clearly entrepreneurs, but when they ro- arrive, he's like, "Look at the effects of late-stage capitalism." So
1: oh. Take yeah. it away, hon. He also, yeah, like sings into the echoey street. And <laughs> oh! it made us laugh. We've rewound it a couple times. And I'm just going to leave it to our editor, Josh, to just edit it in whenever he thinks it would be the funniest in this episode. So we'll see what he does with
0: it. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Just put it anywhere that you want to hear. Oh!
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he, it, I think, Maybe he's the kind of, like, still a capitalist, but he can do it ethically kind of guy is sure. the sense that I get from him. Like, he's still an entrepreneur, but he's like, no, we can fix uh, the way that, you know, I don't know. That's But they're so vague about what this is going to be. It doesn't matter. It makes it funnier, almost, <laughs> yeah, to I mean, just, like, I'm sorry, that, what that, are they That doing?
0: these, like, influence, influencers arrive at a party buzz mm-hmm. back in... <laughs>
1: And it kind of also puts you in the position of the characters that live there because they're also like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's another scene that
0: I like is when they get stopped by the cops, but the sheriff is like, hey, a lot of us grew up here. We saw it, like, before it fell apart. Just try to respect it, right? And then even Mel is like, well, our, our grandma lived here, and they, like, recite a local phrase. And that, I think, ties it back to the original Texas Chainsaw, because...
1: Yeah, they have family ties as yeah. well, yeah. So
0: I, I think that that works, too. That's, like, I really like the first act of this movie.
1: I do, too. And yeah. then it goes one-way <laughs> ticket to Stupidville, it's like... But even
0: when it gets to Stupidville, I'm having a good time. It's when it gets to, like... Sally Hardesty fucking legacy bullshit that I don't care about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Fucking Vanga bus. Yeah, so they go inside and because they think that the, the bank has reclaimed this entire town and so they're like we can just do whatever. So they walk in and oops there's a lady in here and she uh, walks out and she's got her little rolly oxygen tank and th- that building used to be an orphanage and oh we look at the class photo. Of Cla- the, yeah class the of
0: 75 which would be two years after or no a year after, a year after the original events. Yeah Uh, and there's a big boy in the back whose face is scratched out.
1: Yeah uh, so so Leatherface just went to an orphanage after, which begs the question, like, what happened to Drayton and stuff in this
0: Yeah, because Nubbins got run over, but Drayton yeah. was still alive Drayton's as far as we alive. know. Um, I did see that Fede Alvarez, that's the other thing, is this movie had a weird production history, and at It's a story by credit by the guys who did the Evil Dead remake, Mm -hmm. Fede Alvarez and Royo Sayegas. I might be mispronouncing those names. Apologies. Um, But I saw that Alvarez said in an interview just earlier this month that, like, maybe those other sequels are still canon. It's up to you to decide. So I don't know what we're supposed to buy or believe. I don't know. I don't know
1: whatever whatever it's fine it it's doesn't fine. matter i just had the thought how did he end up in an orphanage? yeah <laughs> like he just keep running at the end of the first movie down the road with the just chainsaw on his way right into the orphanage's up, yeah, front doors couldn't find his way back home i don't know but he is the only uh like Ma- person living there besides this woman and she's saying like oh he he needs special care He's a big, big, sweet boy. You gotta take care of him, man. If that role wasn't, it didn't need to be an older woman. I would have, sto- I would have flown to Bulgaria and <laughs> demanded that that be me, because that's just everything I want to be. I mean, in that's a what film. you
0: have to look forward to in like forty years.
1: Exactly, because yeah. g- we'll reboot this. We're gonna just remake this yeah. eventually. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. The the two so it's who is it? it's Dante and Melody are like oh uh the bank was supposed to kick like you're not supposed to be here <laughs> and awkward and thus begins the saga of the deed to this house which is confusing and bad and I don't think makes any sense. I
0: don't think it makes any sense because she says she has the deed. They're like, no, pretty sure that you don't own the house. It's you like missed payments on it or whatever. And then she throws up, oh! and the cops arrive, and she collapses, and the cops have to take her uh, in their ambulance. Yeah, yeah.
1: So they uh, take her to like it's Leatherface goes with her, and is, so
0: does Dante's partner.
1: Dante's partner is in the front seat of this van, and they're all going to the hospital. And oh, and
0: the sheriff, by the way, I uh, just want to say, is played by the guy who played Lieutenant Gorman. An aliens that is the uh, inexperienced like uh, lieutenant who doesn't have the respect of his crew and he's also in Hellbound Hellraiser Two mm-hmm. as the uh, bright eyed doctor who Kirsty kind of has a crush on and then he gets murdered by Julia Cotton but uh, he's yeah uh, some some horror casting in there yeah I didn't recognize him he gets shot through the throat
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, everyone in this van gets fucked up because she, the lady, dies, and before she dies, she's like, "Who?" She's talking a lot of phrases. She's like, "Now, who raised you to be the good boy you are?" And I'm just sitting there like, "Oh my god, he's so precious." (laughs) And she says, "Don't go in my room," (laughs) and then she dies, and you know that everyone in here is fucked. Yeah, because uh. As soon as she kicks the bucket, he grabs the one cop's arm and breaks it in half and uses that guy's bone to stab him with. And it's pretty fucking cool.
0: Pretty fucking cool, dude. <laughs> I
1: li- like that might be my favorite gore in this movie because it's so. I like. I don't. I don't think I've seen that before. I don't think I've seen
0: that before, man. Breaking yeah. a wrist and then using the fucking bone shards to stab you in the throat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So
1: they they run into a. I don't know. It's like a thrusher? I don't know. They run Something. into like some fucking equipment in the middle of this field of sunflowers and uh, Dante's partner is still alive, but <laughs> uh, Leatherface drags his adoptive mom out of the van and is, like, cutting off her face and wears it.
0: Yeah, I think you compared Leatherface to a cat the first time we yeah, watched
1: Yeah, you know, because I Cause think... he loves her, Because he loves her, but it's like, if I were to die and it, Lucy got hungry, she'd probably just eat my face. That's what we hear. And also, I think it's... He cuts off her face as an act of vengeance. Like, I'm going to wear your face and everyone will have to look... Into your eyes while I kill them and get my revenge, and, and
0: it, later he does makeup cool. on it.
1: He does. I know. To make it pretty, I do like that. And
0: part. that's a callback. I mean, Leatherface has always kind of done that. He's always been interested in that realm, like
1: makeup and mm-hmm. looking all fancy, looking pretty. Yeah, yep. I I think it's like. This movie does lean a little bit too far in the Michael Jason realm of, especially the la- like the last half of it. But yeah. a lot of this movie does still understand that he's like, Leatherface isn't a shark like those other two are. He is a scared animal and he is more, he's more like lashing out, I feel like.
0: I think that's what we get early on, but then, yeah. like in that last act, he's setting traps. with Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Shit. It's
1: then it it really he changes a ton as the movie goes on, and I yeah. don't like it.
0: I do like that this movie utilizes the uh, the flashbulb sound effect that is so present in the franchise, and it uses it to the point of parody. Like it uses it as a opens. scene transition with the grill opening. <laughs> And I think that that's hilarious. And it has to be knowing. Yeah. Like it has to know what it's doing there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a decent horror scene where she's like pretending to be dead for a minute. And then he eventually like catches on that she's still alive. And he, he like stabs her in the stomach and then slits her stomach open. She has a single tear roll down her, her cheek. Uh, And then he, like, pops up out of the field in a fun shot.
1: Yeah, him and the the sunflowers is a nice shot. That's the
0: thing is, like, this movie looks good. There's a
1: lot of very nice shots in this. Like, there's... Is it at the end where it's the kind of thunder? It's it's like um. It's like a, a rolling... second to
0: third act break. It's when Sally finds the band. Yeah,
1: and there's like a rolling storm coming in, and her headlights
0: just... are lighting the cornfield, and yeah. above her is the rolling thunder. It's very cool. David Blue Garcia is the director who they went with, and I think that yeah, he he gets some really cool shots.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah,
0: it, it, it's a good-looking movie,
1: and it's got that nice yellowy color that that first one. Offered has it just you know it's very kind of warm and it
0: makes you feel fuzzy. the heat. they're talking about the heat a couple yeah. of times in this movie and it's texas so obviously it's hot and yeah the color palette matches that i yeah. appreciate that
1: hey want to talk to you about our sponsor this week keeps Let's say you're an influencer and you're known for your luscious head of hair and you're about to move into an influencer commune that's in the middle of a tiny town in Texas. And because you're staking your entire life and career on being an influencer, you gotta keep that head of luscious hair. Keeps is a hair loss prevention medication service that offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They offer virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered right to your door every three months so you won't even have to leave your tiny influencer town. Discreet packaging in case you don't want anyone else to know what you're getting in the mail and proven results. They have more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. It can take four to six months to see results, so it's better to get started sooner than later. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash deadmeat to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash deadmeat to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash dead meat. Our next sponsor this week is AMC Shudder. Our friends at Shudder have the most amazing collection of horror movies and more. They've got original movies like The Boy Behind the Door. We just did a commentary track on this one on our Patreon and we both really, really liked it. VHS 94, which we also just watched. If you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's so American, that's kind of why I like it. You'll also really enjoy the last segment of VHS 94. They've got old stuff too, like the original Wicker Man, one of my absolute favorite horror movies. And if you're into folk horror like that one, you'll enjoy their exclusive documentary called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. It's the ultimate history of the folk horror genre. So if you're a fan of supernatural, thriller, and all things horror, you're gonna love Shudder as much as I do. And right now you can stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. Go to Shudder.com and use code DEADMEAT. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, code DEADMEAT to stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. Shudder.com, code DEADMEAT. Our last sponsor this week is Fume. I know people who've tried to quit smoking and it sounds absolutely miserable. Even beyond the nicotine addiction, it's just kind of the habit of it. You always have something in your mouth or you're holding something in your hands. But Fume is a natural inhaler designed specifically to help with that hand to mouth habit of smoking. So it's a little tube or pipe kind of, made out of 100% Canadian maple and you use cores infused with plant oils inside of it. No nicotine, it's 100% natural. They have flavors like peppermint that kind of simulate menthol cigarettes or sweeter flavors like lemon berry bliss. Not only does fume help with the quitting process, they also have support beyond quitting with over a dozen cores for relaxation, energy, and more. I tried one out, it tastes really nice. So whether you're a smoker or ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, fume is the perfect tool for you. It's time to create positive habits and quit naturally with fume, and we're here to make it easier. Right now, if you head to breathefume.com slash deadmeat and use promo code deadmeat, you are going to save 10% off your entire order. You're going to save on cigarettes you aren't buying and save on your initial purchase of fume. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to breathefu slash deadmeat and use code dead meat
0: but yeah leatherface he kills her and then he heads back to his his orphanage town where the uh influencers are hanging out they're auctioning off the buildings they're partying and then when it rains uh they take the party inside the bus
1: yeah and richter comes and he he takes the keys to the bus. He, this, like, steals them. Uh, yeah. Okay. This, <sighs> God, this is why I said the deed plot is just... I, I hate it. It makes no sense. It's so fucking like, dumb. So, okay, he takes the keys to the bus and...
0: Because he's like, uh, heard that old lady died. Uh, she thought that she owned her house. You said that it's your house. Well, I'm taking I'm the taking keys. your bus. I'm taking the keys to your bus until you show me that deed.
1: Yeah. What? And they can't find... They, they don't have the deed so here, to here house.
0: So here's the thing with yeah. the deed. Okay. Because, uh yeah. If they don't have the deed, uh, then the old lady was right. She really owned that house. And then their intrusion was completely unwarranted. And uh, they will feel even more guilty about her death because they caused it. So um, Dante can't find the deed. He says it must be back at the office in Austin, which, of course, they're from Austin. And... They're like, wait a minute. Hold on. I wrote down the line. If if it's true that we own the deed, then it can't be in the house. So they decide to search through the old lady's house, the orphanage, to find the deed to prove that she's right. And then I guess the hope is that they won't find the deed. And in their mind, that'll prove that Dante's right. Even though you can't prove a negative, just because you don't find the deed during your search doesn't mean that it's not there.
1: Yeah. Right? I just, yeah, this whole thing's confusing and I don't know. Are yeah. we missing something? I Please tell us if we are because we couldn't figure out what was going on. We've watched part. this twice. <laughs> and just, I don't know, it just... It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's real fucking dumb, but they go into the house and look for the deed. Yeah. Uh, they don't find it. They don't. Do they? I don't fucking remember. I don't remember. I hate the deed fucking thing. Because they're like, it, it's just, if it's true, then it won't be in the house. But you can't prove a negative. I just hate it.
1: Yeah. They'd have to go through the entire house to definitively say it's not here. And even then, and even the, yeah, it's it's very silly. Then what do you
0: show Richter? What do you, what do you show him to
1: get the keys back? Yeah,
0: we whatever. Live-
1: Leatherface shows up and to
0: it fucks up Donald. Put us
1: out of it. Yeah, wait, yeah, that's true. Like, what would they? They could always just say, "Well, oh, you wouldn't find it." Okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make Leatherface sense. shows up and just puts us all out of our misery here. <laughs> he uh, fucks up
0: Dante. There's a cool shot where you see glimpses of it through a swinging door. I feel like that's kind of like, like an her. echo of the, the sliding door. Yeah. You know, swinging instead of sliding.
1: Yeah. Um, it did remind me of that, especially because yeah. he's, he's kind of like – Twitching and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's in that first movie that scene is so scary because the sound of him twitching and you hear the, The heels of his shoes hitting the floor is just creepy fucking sound design. It yeah, it definitely feels like an homage uh so Melody's upstairs. This is like a whole. She's hiding under the bed. Melody goes through so much shit in this movie. She
0: is under that bed for so long. Yeah, and then she's getting chased under the floorboards with a chainsaw. Melody is put in danger earlier on than I thought, and because Dante gets attacked and seemingly killed, I I worried uh, that Melody would be killed right away. Yeah, uh, I guess I don't know. Worried, but like I was, I believed that she could be killed right yeah. away so good job movie
1: yes she's hiding under a bed in uh the the woman's bedroom because leatherface also comes upstairs that's when he grabs one of her dresses out of the closet and is like holding it and is really sad and he's kind of smelling it and it's like it's like oh it's- <laughs> he's such a sad boy i just like he's just a very sympathetic horror killer and that's why we all love him i'm glad this movie doesn't lose sight of that aspect of him Mm -hmm. that is what makes him very different than other horror villains um but it's also why i think it's weird how smart he gets later in this movie because he's setting traps and stuff and i'm like i just don't know if that's Really, his thing. Yeah, he can like do stuff. You know, he he. I think he just like very much lives in the moment and is not planning ahead and creating traps. and just things. Scared
0: animal. Yeah, be, he's a scared animal. Should yeah, be the Leatherface motto. Yeah. Uh,
1: but then yeah, he puts makeup on mm. the, the mat, like the skin mask he has on, because he's got to make Mama's face look pretty. <laughs> and then he hears the the party going on outside and heads out there. Um. This whole sequence just feels like a lot's going on, so I don't know if I have my order of things.
0: Well, okay, we get the kind right. of shining-esque yeah. shots of him slamming and that kind open. Kind of
1: very shiny-esque. It's straight up. We can stop doing this reference. I've seen it so many times. I feel like just this year. We the, just
0: saw it in The Boy Behind the, the Door. The Boy Behind the Door did, did the exact same
1: thing. The shot where it follows the axe back and forth. And it's a cool shot. I don't need to see it anymore. We're
0: good, yeah. This time it's with a sledgehammer because he's breaking open the wall. We've realized that uh, when she was like, don't go into my room. Don't go in
1: my room. It's because
0: she kept his chainsaw behind the wall. It's the same model, same color. And apparently it still runs, even though I have read online that if you store a chainsaw with fuel in it, For 40-plus years, the fuel would corrode the engine or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. 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 It's
1: it's fine. He gets
0: his chainsaw. (laughs) Dante isn't dead yet, it's revealed. And he stumbles out, and Richter finds him, and his face is all torn open. Richter's like, get in the bus. I'm going to take care of this, I guess. He's got the gun. Uh, Now, guns are a useful tool, which, sure. I
1: mean, they are until he gets so murdered.
0: Dude, he, he goes into the orphanage to fight Leatherface. He gets his leg broken. Dude,
1: his leg turns <laughs> into a, a right angle. It's yeah. like you could draw that little, like, curve in it, like in math class. And, you know, when you're looking at a triangle and you draw the little curve in the corner, it's like you could do... Uh, like You mean, like, for angles? Is yeah, like you could do, like, the pythagorean theorem on his leg is so nuts (laughs)
0: nasty yeah and awesome uh and he puts up a great fight and i was sad that he gets killed but like you need to i do
1: like this is a a shot and i i think it's just a cool creative thing where uh melody's under the bed and she she like kind of uses her toe to push this like this uh floor mirror she kind of Turns it so that Richter can see that Leatherface is in a, in a corner. It's a cool, yeah, it's neat. All nice right, nice little moment there. Last top ten moments before disaster, though. <laughs> Jesus, his head gets turned into hamburger meat.
0: Yeah, because Leatherface. Uh, Leatherface slams his throat against like a glass shard, and then once he's down on the ground, to Richter's credit, the last thing he does while living is like get his keys out so that Melody can.
1: He, he, okay, I'm sorry. Like, when Dante stumbles out of this house, his jaw is, like, hanging off his face. Yeah. Give them the keys. Give let's all the keys now. Let's all get the fuck out of here. Good time Hear to give me? him the keys. I'm coming with you guys. Let's all get in the bus and fucking leave. But instead of giving them the keys, he's got to go take care of this himself. Which also makes me think this is maybe poking a little bit of fun at the idea of, like, the good guy with a gun thing. Maybe. So, because maybe he was thinking, like, why bother giving them the bus keys because I'm going to save the day. I think he just
0: forgot that he had the keys until.
1: Well, that mm, was irresponsible. It was.
0: (laughs) It was. And he shouldn't have taken them in the first place. But the writing of this movie is bad.
1: Yep. And then Melody's just under the bed watching him get uh, smashed.
0: (laughs) His face. And that's the other thing is this is another reminder of me uh, to the wrong turn reboot. A guy's head in that that movie gets Mm. fucking pulverized just like that with a hammer over and over i always like to see it
1: it's always it, it gets me every single time. it's fucked
0: up because like you know there's just like no coming back from it that's <laughs> yeah. just not a person anymore maybe in
1: this movie though because people <laughs> Cause survive some weird shit. especially as the late the longer you survive in this movie the greater your chances of surviving just <laughs> the most wacky stunt done on your body yeah. Uh, let's see. So now. Um, Are we all going to the Venga bus? Uh, not
0: quite yet because Mel gets knocked through the floorboards. Like the, oh, the world's yeah. weakest floorboards. Uh, she's knocked like down the stairs through the floorboards. It's
1: probably all like rotted wood. I sure. believe it.
0: Leatherface goes to get his chainsaw. And there's like a nice little horror sequence of her him like cutting the chainsaw through the floors. Trying to, to get her. She's crawling away. He cuts through a poop pipe. Gets poop all over.
1: Oh, so much poop all yep. over her.
0: Simple little chase sequence, and effective horror. Yeah, Fine. so
1: that's what. Okay, she hears Lila outside, and Lila and Melody they go back to the the big bus, and to get on the bus. I just yep. can I just think it's because they're all having this influencer party in here with like gamer lights. I don't know, and I'm just imagining Melody gets on there. and They're all just like, "Wow, who smells like poop? Yeah, just, who poop fucking poop just, themselves? I'm just. <laughs> I wrote a fake tweet. Damn who smells like poop in here. Aha, hashtag I know it smell crazy in there <laughs> <laughs> So then comes the bus scene, which is very good and I want to see someone dub the Venga bus music over it. Like do 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 Oh
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is uh this is the scene. This, yeah. is the, this is the scene. I mean, it ends the trailer with that stupid fucking...
1: Try anything and you're cancelled, bro.
0: I almost just want to ignore that line because it doesn't I make think sense.
1: it's fine. It's stupid. It
0: shouldn't be there. It's dumb. No one would say
1: that. I think someone would say <laughs> that, though. People don't... Re- I guess... You don't get cancelled for murder. But people use cancelled for everything.
0: But the people who use cancel for everything are generally the people mocking cancel culture. It's not the, I don't, I don't know. You know what? The whole world's so fucking crazy at this point. Maybe this is real.
1: I just love you don't get canceled for murder, which is true. It's not like, oh, you're canceled. It's like, oh no, you are going to jail. And you know, it's like, that's, there's a line for sure. Yeah, But I like the idea of someone like, oh my gosh, he literally murdered a guy, canceled. Yeah. It's very funny.
0: Like, is fucking Phil Spector canceled?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Phil Spector is canceled, yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was such a, a cool, timely reference that everyone will know listening to this.
0: <laughs> Russell will know
1: uh he's is he? not, he's not he's... still alive is he didn't he like just die did he hold on
0: i think he did
1: yeah he died 2021
0: great fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> we cancel it for a reason
1: uh, okay face
0: fucking cuts through all these people it's a fun entertaining scene but also horrifying
1: it is scary, especially the uh it, as funny as it is the live stream There's something very creepy about everyone being like, well, all this looks so fake, but it's it's real. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like
0: people are like not taking it seriously and you're like, no, but there's... No, you're seeing what's happening. My
1: favorite is the one comment on the live stream (laughs) that's like, damn, where is this? I want to (laughs) go. Like, that's me. Uh,
0: Yeah, because like Leatherface is tossing limbs out of his he's not way even
1: tossing. he's like calmly moving legs <laughs> and stuff it's so funny he just has such like a method to uh yeah his madness i guess it's,
0: it's definitely it's less a very of a, mechanical it's less of like a good time slaughter scene than i thought it would be because like i mean they tie it back to the school shooting trauma yeah of like the guy who gets cut down his like side and he's like staring at uh they're both
1: laying on the ground and
0: i think it i think it actually kind of successfully rides the line between being entertaining and scary. Yeah. It's like you're kind of like, yeah, it's the the slaughter scene, but also this is kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah. And Especially how, when
0: Catherine tries to escape out the window and you almost think she's going to do it and then he just cuts her in half. Oh, he cuts her in
1: half. Yeah. And her intestines are just pouring out. It's gross. Mm-hmm. And the, everyone trying to, like, the Bus, I'm getting doesn't have emergency exits. It does look like an old ass bus. I don't to know be with fair. those like
0: party buses, do they have those back exits?
1: They should, but I think the this bus is like an old bus that's been tricked out because the outside of it looks kind of weird. Old. It's like a
0: it's like the front half of it is a single decker and then the back half is a double decker. Yeah, I don't know, but it's weird. There
1: should be like anyway, I just like. You know, there's the shot of like all their hands on the window, and they mm-hmm. can't get out. And it's, I mean, the entire inside is just coated with all their blood, and it's, it's cool. Like, it's a, I, I like this scene.
0: I think it's the the last good scene it's of a, the movie.
1: Agreed. After this, I after think. after
0: this, it just... especially
1: watching this a second time, we were like, all right, good night. <laughs> just yeah, we can just kind of cruise through the rest. Because the this, sisters
0: escape through the bathroom, like ceiling window they get out of the bus uh oh yeah because she stabs his
1: arm i think with the corkscrew that she gets at the gas station which where can i get that corkscrew all the merch at the gas station is like i want all that merch (laughs) because it's such a i i again i like the beginning of this movie because you see the news report about like this fucked up shit happened here (laughs) that's a john larry quote (laughs) and direct there's all the the merch where it's like i and then there's like a chainsaw texas and i want all that stuff it's mm-hmm. cool yeah they they escape out of the back of the bus and that's when Sally shows up
0: yeah uh so Sally's here and she wants revenge she's like got her polaroid of like them on the the, the in the, the, the van, van yeah. of all her uh friends and she's like uh, the sisters get in her car and she locks them in there as bait. She's like, "Oh, he's after you, so I can't let you go until I kill him." Yeah, and
1: then she says, "It's him, isn't it, Leatherface?" Yeah,
0: this, And I hate ugh. it. She like finds him in the orphanage and she's like, "You don't remember?" She's like, "Kirk, Pamela, uh, Jerry, Fra- Jerry, Franklin, uh, and then she, you don't remember me." Say
1: my name, I'm like <laughs> Sally. I don't think he talks really. Yeah, it's like. Leatherface isn't that kind of villain and I guess like sh- would she know that? I don't know. No. But it just is so
0: But what's really dumb work. is you see the seams of the screenplay when she confronts him and then she's like, "You don't remember me." And then he just like walks Turns past around her. And leaves. He's got she's got a gun trained on him and he just leaves so that he can go attack the sisters outside and that attack is thwarted by Sally shooting him and being like, "I'm here to
1: stop you." she just so like what happens there because she decides she doesn't shoot him and then all of a sudden she's running outside and she's like screaming laughing and kind of a nod to her laugh at the end of the original I think but Mm. it's like so what happened in that moment in that cut it's dumb it's weird and I think it's just like a maybe they wrote themselves into a corner kind of thing yeah it just is weird I don't I don't understand why he doesn't attack her and she doesn't attack him they just kind of it's, it's, the scene just kind of ends. It's
0: just so they can move the plot along, which fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh It's bad. And then she, like, shoots at him, but then he cuts through her torso with a chainsaw. He
1: cuts through her entire torso. Like, literally. lifts her up
0: and tosses her in the trash.
1: <laughs> he throws her in the garbage and, like... There's, like, when he's holding her up and chainsawing her, there's just all kinds of meat just being flung around in the air. And it's, she's alive for, like, ten more minutes! Yeah, ten (laughs) more
0: minutes later, it's revealed that she's there and is is able to shoot him long range with what I think is a shotgun. I don't know guns.
1: I don't know guns. It's a... But I think she's laying there from pretty substantially far away
0: shooting at him with a shotgun. What
1: And she's having a whole-ass conversation with, uh... Lila, Lila, come on. Like, that's what I'm saying. The longer you survive in this movie, the greater your chances are of just living through the most wild stuff being inflicted upon your body. Because the two girls, like... They end up, they're, they try and run over him with the car, and then they end th- up...
0: Throws the chainsaw at the windshield, so they crash. Yeah,
1: and they crash into, like, a, I don't know, a building. It looks like an... I think it might be the, the like, auto shop from earlier or whatever. Okay, yeah. But there's, like, definitely a piece of, I think, like, rebar going through uh, Melody's leg, leg, yeah. leg, which, like, that especially, like, that... Kills you, I feel like, pretty quick if it hits that artery.
0: Depends, yeah.
1: But it looked pretty bad. I mean, looked pretty bad. If you're watching a movie and you something goes through your your thigh, that usually is a signal for like, oh, it went through that artery and it's bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but she was able to apparently yank it out of her leg and then is able to like jump on Leatherface later and use the gun. It just What's the standard here for... Because if the whole movie's wackadoo like this, then that's one thing, but it's not. Yeah. yeah.
0: The the rest of this is just like...
1: We're just... It's just...
0: Fighting and then almost getting them and then saving them the last minute. It's boring Literally slasher. one scene is... Wait, what'd you say? It's just
1: boring slasher, third act. I know, I know. Yeah. And and
0: literally one scene is um Leatherface coming at Melody and then... Uh, Lila stepping in front of Melody with a shotgun. She shoots him twice, and then she's out of ammo. And then Melody steps in front of Lila with the chainsaw. Yeah. It's, like, the same fucking shot of, like, stepping in front to save the sister within a minute time span. And she, like, cuts him up. Uh, this is after Lila attacks Leatherface saying, hey, Leatherfuck.
1: Leatherfuck, yeah. And this is also after he, um... Sets up a whole-ass trap where he uses a mannequin he finds in the movie theater. Oh, was it a mannequin? It's like a... Because the movie that was screening was Werewolves of the Alamo or something. And it's like this... Maybe even like cardboard cutout, and oh, I only like noticed it the second time. Yeah. Oh, I only noticed it's...
0: that he leaves the chainsaw idling there.
1: No, because there's like a person shape, and it says like Ugh. "Werewolves of the Alamo" on the bottom, and it's behind the chainsaw. So he puts the chainsaw in front of it, and like it's running, <laughs> and so she thinks that he's there, but he's not. He.
0: The... That's he... not Leatherface. That's not Leatherface.
1: Yeah. It just mm, oh, no man. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, uh, so eventually Melody uses his own chainsaw to swipe him up, and then he falls back into some water. Into a
1: hole in the ground. So, it's a
0: water-filled hole, yeah. sure. And, and uh, it's the
1: big, there's all this one giant bubble that is like, boop, <laughs> boop. as he sinks to the bottom, and then, okay, now it's daytime and we're safe right she takes sally's hat and just puts it on. <laughs> yeah what the fuck <laughs> thank you sally
0: sure and they get into their tesla i not think tesla. i love
1: it's a tesla but it might it's, as well be it's yeah. got the autopilot and, and so- they do the
0: autopilot and they're like hey eh, hey you know what I guess i will move it here with you <laughs> fuck you and then on their face pulls melody out of the fucking passenger seat and decapitates her with a chainsaw
1: he dude just chops her head off with that chainsaw and Lila's stuck in the autopiloted car and is in the sunroof. Like, and I do like it. It's. I
0: love this. Last I
1: think shot. this ending is very good. It's
0: such a funny take on the last, the ending of the original. Yeah, for sure. And anyone who thinks that this movie takes itself too seriously must have missed this because yeah. there's no way anyone films this without knowing it's dark humor Yeah, of an autopilot electric vehicle driving away.
1: Especially right after she's like, I guess I will move here. Yeah. You know, it's this cheesy, like, well, now we're good and ha ha ha. And we're, we're best friends and sisters now. Hooray. I, like
0: the first time we watched this, I was like, is this a dream? Like I just yeah. totally didn't expect it. I love this, the suddenness and abruptness of this kill uh and the decapitation like fuck
1: and like it, it, a decapitation looks really good too
0: it's solid like and
1: it, i don't know what it's mo- upsetting what movie magic is happening there but it's such like a seamless transition into the effect and the head i really want to know how they did it actually
0: i love the kill i do have to voice that like just i've seen people online be like I was so fucking happy that character died, and I'm like, by that point, I feel like she's redeemed herself. By that herself. point, she's
1: yeah, she's like not like a
0: heinous person. No,
1: she's just like, young, and she's like, how I feel like so many people, myself included, are in college, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden you learn, like, oh my god, there are things to be mad about, kind of thing, and yeah. it's it's that's normal, that's part of getting older, and
0: yeah, you know, like I love the kill though. But it just, yeah. you know. But some, just,
1: okay, calm down. The
0: vitriol is <laughs> yeah. like, all right, just, just fucking chill it. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's how we described it. I You know, it, it's one of those movies where it, I think it's an example of, like, why we don't give numerical ratings to movies. Because how would you even rate this? It's got so much bad to it.
1: Yeah. And yet
0: so much that was fine. Like, I was fine watching it.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's entertaining, but it's weird. Like, the entertaining parts are really entertaining, but then the slow parts are real slow. Yeah. And it's just, it's uneven. It's, I mean... And
0: that's what the fucking Texas Chainsaw franchise is. Yeah. It is probably the most uneven of the, the big names, maybe?
1: Probably. It's like, the most disjointed feeling, I think.
0: Yeah, because even Halloween, which I think has the the most stinkers in it uh it's not texas chainsaw yeah i don't know there's
1: not as much of a difference in tone maybe well mm, i don't know i don't know
0: yeah no i think that's right texas chainsaw has the the most varied tone probably because even just from one to two is a major difference Mm -hmm. and then you got like the weirdness of three and, and then, then there's like
1: Illuminati stuff and, and, and four that's the with Matthew one, McConaughey, right? yeah. It's like
0: and then it's back to like really gritty torture porn in the the next two. I, it's yeah, a weird franchise.
1: I don't love. I can't. It's nah, not my favorite.
0: I don't even know where I would rank this, and and I don't even think I you've can't. seen all of them.
1: I no, I think I have. It's just they all feel. They're such a blur to mm-hmm. me because I think we were watching all of them in a row and I just was so tuned out during some of those that I don't remember a lot of them. Yeah. At this point, like, no franchise is sacred. No. You know, it just, it's. I
0: would say Chucky's the closest.
1: Yeah, Chucky, for sure. Yeah.
0: I, I think Chucky has an integrity to it still. Yeah. And that's it. Probably. has like a
1: through line and a a consistency because it's like the same voices making them. Yeah. But uh whatever, you know, I whatever. Everything uh, else, you know,
0: try something, whatever. You want to make a new nightmare? I don't know, fucking try it, I guess. Yeah. Poor Nightmare's been left out of the game for a while.
1: Yeah, it's not going to uh take anything away from the first movie.
0: Yeah, whatever.
1: So that's that's that. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. No the. No the. No the.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, we are really trying to get this awards thing uh, off the ground.
1: Oh yeah. So
0: the Dead Meat Awards, the uh, the Prime Rib, is the name of the award. We're we're trying to make it happen. So if that happens, you'll see it in March.
1: Yeah, it'll be like our pilot episode of an awards ceremony that we'll we'll just see how it goes. We'll just
0: see how it goes. We're we're trying something here. Uh, we're working on that. We've obviously got Zoran's kill counts coming out, which are great. Uh, I think you might be in the next fake ad.
1: Yes, Maybe. Uh-huh. Cause those
0: are fun to do. I just did the last one.
1: I'm going to start working on my own, my own kill count.
0: Perhaps. Ooh. ooh going to say that. You're going to verbally commit to it. I
1: mean, I've already said a few times if I ever do one, it, it'll be want this. people want it. I know. It's just, uh, it's intimidating.
0: <laughs> I understand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's an established format and thing. I guess it helps Zorin just went in there, guns blazing. It helps that Zorin did it. Sure. And then, but.
0: like, I see comments nonstop asking for a Chelsea co-con. So the people want it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers It'll happen. No I Definitely, way.
1: like, this year I foresee it happening. Because now I have more time to do things like that.
0: So. Yeah. Because the podcast will continue its definitely. every other week release Hope that's okay with you. I uh, hope these episodes are, are fun. I'm feeling nice and rejuvenated. Yeah. We're going to have new sets soon.
1: Yeah. I think, I don't know how many more episodes will be on this set. but Maybe two,
0: maybe three.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited to have a new set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of lots of fun changes happening now mm-hmm. that we have the time to, to do them, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, but some things are the same, like... At Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Social.
1: And I'm at CareBeck, C R E V E C C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, DeadmeatStore.com.
0: Oh, and TikTok. Dead Meat James is on TikTok too. Mm-hmm. Some fun stuff posted on there. Thanks, yeah. Bork. <laughs> uh yeah.
1: All right. That's it for this week. So uh, until next time. I'm James. And I'm Chelsea. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. Oh, oh!